Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Here we go. Is that a little, little volume on that? L- little volume. Hello. Hey, Dendra, Greg here. How are you doing? Fantastic. How are you doing, my friend? Good. I've just come back from uh, sabbatical, so uh, feeling all excited and energized for for the next couple of years. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> did, so, did you take a full year off? I took. I, well, I, did, I didn't take the year off. I basically spent the year uh, building my research program, so we've hired about... Uh, uh, 10 new people. We launched a new accelerator program. So it wasn't a time off, but I wasn't teaching. So okay, listen, that that in itself is going to be a good uh, a good <laughs> a, a, a good way to refocus and rebase yourself a little bit. Uh, totally. <laughs> well, congrats, totally. Andrew. And I've got uh, uh, Dave Vale. I think you guys have met before. Perhaps. Yeah, of course. Uh, yes, a few times. Yeah, yes. And how are you? So, so where were you in the sabbatical? Well, I, I spent uh, a couple of months uh, in in India. Uh, it's it's basically sp- uh, spent uh, time collaborating, and while I was in India, did some hiring, and and in India, you, uh, you know, uh, while I was there, uh, my grandfather ended up passing away. So uh, sorry to hear that. Yeah. So in a way, I look at the positive side of things. I was there when uh, you know. Uh, met with him before uh, before all of this happened and spent time with him. My kids were able to spend time with him. And, uh, you know, I think if I was back in Canada, making it back in time for the funeral would have been an impossible task. So right. being there for, for the funeral and everything meant, meant a lot. Meant, yeah. You know, it, it was really good. Oh, wow. that's, that, 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 that's cool. good. And, you know, there, there's always a time for everything, right? That you, you've got yeah. no idea at the beginning. Uh, but this was your sabbatical year, and it, it sounds like everything kind of uh, came down at the at the right time. So, yeah. and, and now it's time to ramp back up. And uh, you, one of your first ways to ramp back up is by being a guest on the Boiling Point. And yeah. before we get too far, um, yeah. why don't we do a quick introduction, uh, Dindra? And I'm going to give you the honor because from uh, actually, let me do my quick version of of my my uh, introduction of you, but then you can give the real one, okay? Sure, sure. Okay. <laughs> so, you're, you're a brave man. So Deandra <laughs> Shukla is this this master uh, this mastermind of some sort, Dave, who works at the University of New Brunswick, has found ways to bring engineering and entrepreneurship really tightly together. And typically you don't you don't see at universities uh, business faculties and engineering faculties working so tightly together. My understanding of what Deandra has brought to the University of New Brunswick landscape is this beautiful marriage of the two, which has helped the University of New Brunswick become notif- uh, uh, recognized as one of the most entrepreneurial universities in Canada. So am I anywhere close to nailing that on the head, Deandra? Yeah, you know, the only thing I, I want to be careful about is that it's not me. Uh, no, but I, I can say it's my... you. You can't say it's you, but I can say that. <laughs> Uh, you, 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 you know, you, you've been uh, very kind, but 
but you know, I, I think it's uh, there is a special sauce in New Brunswick. There's a special type of kindness and openness in New Brunswick that uh, allows uh, and facilitates magic to happen. And I'm blessed to be here. Awesome. Uh, and and we're and we're just just so people like people are listening in right now facebook live we we didn't even tell you we started the interview to be oh. fair so we're we're actually like and i just occurred to me we're, that we're almost done we're almost done <laughs> so let's let let's get and this is this is how it happens at the bowling point so let's give people um a better sense of who you are um yeah. who you represent um you know all that good stuff so uh, uh you know i'm i'm one of those weird people when you ask uh ask where you're from i'm really lost because when people look at me they think obviously they expect to hear that i am from india but the reality is uh i, I was born in india that's true uh, in a in a awesome uh state called rajasthan which is uh, is a desert part of india and then I moved, a uh, family moved to Zambia. So primarily I grew up in Zambia, in Central Africa. Uh, so when I tell people, you know, I really do consider, uh, at, at one point I did consider Zambia home, they look at me and, and look at me as, in, in a very weird fashion. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, get, I, get that, look- I get all I get that all the time, by the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> but but then the reality is I went to high school just outside London in a place called Croydon, uh, did my undergrad and grad at, uh, at Bradford, and uh, did my PhD at King's College London. Uh, at the age of 12, I came, uh, our family uh, decided to uh, do a mini world tour and we came to Canada. And uh, at that time, fell in absolutely fell in love with Canada. And as a grad present, my, my my parents asked, "What would you like to do?" And I said, "I want to visit Canada." And I came to Canada on a Sunday. I did my resume, handed it out on on a Monday, and then I had a job offer on a Wednesday. And the job offer said that we'll make you such an offer that you never go back. And it was actually working for a company called Nortel Networks, and I f- spent 15 years there. Uh, and once that group uh, dissolved and the Nortel Networks went bankrupt, I decided to look for a new gig, uh, and uh, the new gig was at, at UNB. And, uh, and now I've been at the University of New Brunswick for eight years. And, and so, so tell us a little bit about what you're doing at uh, the University of New Brunswick and, uh, and why as entrepreneurs, we should be so excited about what's happening there. So, uh, what, what you know, when I joined the University of New Brunswick uh, uh, in 2009, we had a handful of students, and uh, what we what was happening was we were uh, we were running out of money, um, and so I went. You know, natural thing is I, I went to the president of the university, and I said, you know, we 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 uh, we don't have resources, we don't have students. What are we going to do? And he said, you. Uh, are the one who is an entrepreneur, it's your problem. So, <laughs> so I, I sat there and said, you know, uh, let, let me make some changes. And I made the program rather than simply teaching, said, let's teach and do. And, uh, and you do, while doing, you are learning and you're bringing that experience back into the classroom. And uh, what was magical about that is... Uh, 
suddenly I saw the number of students in my classroom suddenly just drop even lower. And I said, oh my God, after the collapse of Nortel Network, what have I caused here that the st- students have run away? <laughs> Uh, and they just didn't they, they just didn't understand the mindset we were trying to create and it was a really uncomfortable environment from going from teaching and learning to actually doing mm. but uh, so i said you know nortel collapsed tme program the technology management and entrepreneurship program uh, is in trouble now so and uh, it's time to maybe look for something else maybe uh, you know, contact my former employer uh, at Nortel. That Nortel's division had been bought out by Sienna. Maybe contact them and say, "Hey, can you have me back?" But I said, "No, I, I'm really passionate about this." Uh, I, I was very saddened when Nortel collapsed. My division used to hire every year a thousand two hundred new uh, uh, grads. And that place was empty and it it broke my heart. And Mm. I said, how do I stay in New Brunswick and Fredericton and create the impact we had at Nortel? How do we create magic here that will suddenly begin to employ 1,200 to 1,400 people every year and create those magical opportunities? So that just brought a new passion, a new drive. And uh, since then, we were recognized as the most entrepreneurial uh, university leader in entrepreneurship education and uh, we only uh, two weeks back we launched 19 new startups on one day uh, before that our history was between being established in 1988 to 2007 in that whole time period we had only launched one startup wow so I think it's it's just the beginning of where we are gonna uh, where we are gonna be in the next couple of years, and it's going to be very exciting for us. Uh, Deandra, where do you think this is coming from? This this explosion of entrepreneurship and innovation, and people really carving out their own destiny, if you will. Well, see, I I think in in the whole landscape we've tried to be different. Uh, so if you look at our summer institute, and I think. Uh, David, Greg, you both relate to this. We we created, there was an entire movement in Canada about shutting down arts programs mm-hmm. and, 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 and how that's not relevant. And we decided, in the Faculty of Engineering, we decided, let's create a counter-argument that there is a space and a place for, for creative industry. So developing the creative industry, the creative economy, and we, as a result, we launched the Summer Institute. And uh, from that program, year over year, we've been seeing very uh, awesome, very successful startups coming out. Uh, we, we launched an energy accelerator. We plan to, to do things where others don't see relevant. We want to be unique. We don't want to compete with Cisco or the Silicon Valley or the Waterloo. We want to be very di- different, very unique, because New Brunswick is special. Uh, you know, people in New Brunswick are, are different and special. And as a result, how do we harness that creativity, the energy, and create something different rather than try and be uh, replicate someone else and be a fake version of them? Mm. Let's be a true version of ourselves. And so we are really working organically with the community, with the society, with the people within our community. So I, while I have come from, I moved from Ottawa and I really call myself a New Brunswicker, I have really worked with 
with the raw ingredients, the people, the knowledge, the know-how, the funding and the resources and mentoring, all available locally for us. So I've not brought anything else except uh, my passion, drive, and a framework to do something amazing in New Brunswick. So as a result, we have created something different that others are looking at and saying, this is special, this is unique, this is possibly not happen anywhere else. What, you know what would be, would be really good, Deandra, is to get, um, well, I mean, one of the things listeners should know is that is that you guys uh, were awarded the most, and which almost seems like a bit of an oxymoron sometimes when I think about the most entrepreneurial post-secondary institution of the year. And, and yes. for me, entrepreneur, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit and post-secondary institutions don't naturally come together in my mind. Um, yeah. But I do know a little bit about your program. And why don't, why don't we get, like, you know, give some examples of, you know, what, how you believe this award, you know, why you guys receive this award, and maybe some examples of, of some of the startups that have, that have come up through the program. So, uh, obviously, I'll, I'll start off with, with some of the, the first startups that came out were, that I think everyone in our community is aware of uh, is Mathis Instruments. That was the first uh, startup that morphed into CFIRM now, uh, but I think people are aware of uh, smart skin. They're aware of uh, wear your label. Uh, they're aware of, uh, you, you know, resin. They're, uh, you know, I, I think everyone's aware of hotspot parking, particularly you go downtown and you're running out of... Uh, uh, I got them on my... <laughs> I have their app on my phone right now. And most of them, so, Deandra, have been guessing the boiling point, too. Yes, to know. exactly. You, you, you know, and, and, uh, and you know, there's Semtech, there... Uh, we, we, have, we have created so many, and, and that it, it, what, what I feel terrible about is I'm sure people are listening and, and saying that guy didn't mention us, but the reality is you know, the new startups that have come out like Boceron, Stash, Ambisha Power. Ambisha, for, uh, you know, look at Boceron. He's in the media all the time talking about uh, cyber and safety. Uh, you have an energy storage company uh, like uh, Stash Energy, um, uh, 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 a company like um, Simtech that's looking at monitoring uh, products. And then you have Ambisha Power, uh, a company and an organization and a person from New Brunswick that has gone into different remote areas in Africa, in Cameroon, in about uh, 100 different communities and given them electricity through wind and solar and harnessing water. And people have never had power in their houses. They've never had been able to store medicine and this person has been able to empower communities and help so many people around the world. Uh, it's, it's heartwarming and, and, and it's, it's magical to see the impact our startups are making, not only regionally in terms of attracting funding and making economic impact and, 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 and doing social good regionally and, uh, you know, uh, from a North American export point of view, but we have uh, startups that are going to real, real remote parts of the world and making genuine impact that's meaningful and exciting. So, and 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 so, where does it start? Like, how do like people come in with an idea? What what do you take them through? What's the process? What what so, is so, it that, that 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 helps them actually launch and and become yeah. these these brands that you know you're you're proud to be associated with? 
Well, they, they come in, you know, not sure about what to do and how to do things. At Nortel, what I worked on was launching new products into billion-dollar business units. Okay. So, so I come with that type of experience, and what happens in that sort of model would be you find an entrepreneurial uh, idea, you have an executive sponsor, and then you provide them with funding, mentoring, coaching, and market validation facilities, and that's what we do. Okay. So we take people with new ideas uh, and they, we help uh, formulate those ideas, get customers testing, get customers paying, and have mentorship around that to facilitate their success. And guess what? We have learned from our mistakes. We have fallen so many times that it has made us, uh, we look at ourselves now, not only has it made us more humble, but has made us uh, stronger as well. It's made us stronger in terms of what type of advice we give and how we help and who we help and has helped. Uh, we've been able to build a strong mentorship pool. We've been able to uh, uh, get funding to help and seed startup and ideas to take things to the next level, and which is critical because the startups need funding, resources, and mentorship, and we've been able to provide that. And then what has been further very exciting is that year over year, we've been able to attract many international startups to come to our region and, uh, and be uh, just simply blown away by, uh, with, with the, not only our hospitality, uh, but uh, the knowledge, mindset, and resources that we have available. And uh, that's been very exciting. Um, kind of as a, as a closer, Deandra, um you are very familiar, of course, because we filmed you uh, for the Millennial Dream Project that we were involved with. Yeah. yeah. And we really wanted to challenge a lot of uh, assumptions about what the, uh, the community of the future looks like, what the job of the future looks like, what the customer of the future looks like. And mm -hmm. we also challenged uh, the post-secondary um, education system in uh, saying that there's a good amount of universities that aren't getting it, the, uh, the Millennial Dream education um, we yeah. also had examples of why the University of New Brunswick seemed to be on the right road of getting it. Right, um, right. Do you want to just kind of close on how you think, in your opinion, the University of New Brunswick is truly creating a landscape for the millennial dream and really yeah. it's, it's new economy education. It's just seeing the stuff yeah. you've been doing is, is a perfect yeah. example. But yeah, just from your words. So, so firstly, you know, a lot of people think that we are all excited about startups. We have just, this year, we've launched 24 startups. We are all excited about that. And remember, I was saying that our entrepreneurship program had, between that period, only launched one company. And now we are doing every year 20 to 30 startups. Not only that, our student numbers went from 10, 20 students. Right now, this year, we have over 548 students in our program. Wow. A growth of growth of 97% year over year. So basically, we are constantly in touch with what, our, what are the trends that are taking place, what is relevant, how do we empower our, our, the next generation, our students, to be relevant and be able to handle the changes and the flexibility and the constant uh, economic situation that are changing and the social situations that are changing how to be able to adapt and, and succeed with the skill sets and tools they have in hand. 
Well, well done. Certainly not an Nortel story. Um, it's a <laughs> it's a much more exciting story. So so your worst fear wasn't realized, which is awesome. How do uh, just you know for people that are listening and want to learn more about you know what you guys are doing uh, at UME at, at UMB with this program? How do they how do they find out more and how how would so, they reach you if they wanted to talk with you? Well, uh, you know, uh, firstly, I am on Twitter, uh, D Shukla seventy two. Uh, that's the year I was born, not my age. Uh, oh, come and- on, come on! <laughs> you were born in '72. I thought it was like '78 for sure. And oh. and and then our website, I think it's a great resource and a great tool to connect with us is unb.ca/tme, Technology Management and Entrepreneurship. Deandra, I just want to say a massive thanks for all the impact you have made. Even though you're too humble to admit it, you have really uh, inspired a lot of people and your leadership has been appreciated. And the impacts, are we see it all around. And I know it's not just you. You're part of uh, a network of amazing uh, change makers in this province. Uh, but I want to say thank you for the impacts that you've made. It's uh, It really is, is inspiring and inspiring to know that our university is pumping out such cool... Uh, cool talent that are so yeah. entrepreneurial focused you, you know canada is celebrating its 150 years and i'm celebrating my uh, my 20th year in canada and calling canada home is is, is beautiful and celebrating it in new brunswick my, uh, my home that it just is so rewarding and so beautiful Thank you very much for all the support everyone's given us. And I'm humbled and, and thanks for everyone's kindness. And I want people to keep reaching out and supporting us and, and being part of this beautiful journey. And New Brunswick and Atlantic Canada is going to develop a new model for Canada's success. Amen. Love it. Awesome, Dinder. Thanks a lot, my thanks, friend. Thanks we'll for joining us. Soon. Thank you. And welcome back to the other side. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> see you later. Take care. Okay. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. He is such a he, beautiful human. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's the word I can say. Like yeah. every, every yeah. interaction I've had with him, he invited me up to speak to his class, to the TME class once, uh, maybe two summers ago or something. And just there's so much passion in that room. And, and seeing and feeling passion from that young, that young uh, you know, university crowd, it's exciting. Because we make assumptions about young millennials and being disengaged and whatnot. No, 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 not up there. Like they, it's, it's really cool what he set up. Oh yeah, and, and you know, and, and I like the the arc of the story. You know, I mean, like um, the kind of the humble beginnings. You know, coming out out of the on the heels of of Nortel, which was a colossal you know collapse, right? It's um, really interesting you say that, Dave, because um, that whole part of the story, I was out trying to fix <laughs> the awful <laughs> the awful buzz. So I apologize to everybody for the audio issue at the beginning. I was actually out there trying to figure it out. So you, you're telling me a story that's brand new to me. Yeah. Go on, and then later we'll tell why, how we uh, fixed well, the that, problem. Well, that can maybe that could be the teaser for the next <laughs> the next show. Because anyway, because I, I, I did <laughs> fix the problem, and and this as anyone that knows me, I never fix problems. I cause problems. No, no. But you know, just the humble. Beginnings, you know, and and, yeah. and and the concerns and the trepidation, and, and what I was thinking as I was listening to him is is he's describing the startup experience mm-hmm. and as, as a unit, like what they built ex- is, is it, precisely, yeah. you know what I mean. So so I thought that's you know, and, I, and I'm sure he's thought this through, and it would explain the story in such a way. But but you know, so then and other, and then and then as he's describing, you know, we've we've grown, we've you know, we've had some success, but we've had we've stumbled, we've failed, and we've learned, and 
isn't that probably the mantra, mm-hmm. you know, to, to a startup or to, to, to any, I mean, we, we are, we are, we started, uh, you know, a decade ago and, and there's new challenges, there's yeah. new hurdles, there's new, there's new obstacles. Right. So I just, I just loved how it kind of mirrors, um, you know, kind of what a launch, a startup would look like and, and feel because he essentially did that. And, and then, and then he describes so nicely and eloquently, you know, the success they're having now, but, um, but there's a, there's a massive humility there. And I, I would, I would put doll, you know, a, a ton of money on the fact that 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 humility is part of the success. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. And I, I would say that's my takeaway as well, Dave. And uh, um, I think the other thing I just want to say is like, gender is not alone. Like, there's so many of these amazing people that believe in this place called home. You know, absolutely. And, yeah. Well, and then and the one final thing was for him to to you know point out. And, and you may have been trying to fix a technical <laughs> issue at this time, but the fact that you know this wasn't like a bunch bringing a bunch of people in, it was it was just cultivating what's already here. Exactly. And and there's that's a beautiful message too. Like we have what it takes right, right here. Precisely. So one more th- uh, bit of exciting news, Dave, that we forgot to talk about at the beginning is we've got a Patreon account now. Oh yes. How many episodes in are we right now for the bowling point? Like seven thousand or something? It feels like it. it's six thousand nine hundred ninety nine uh, episodes that we've brought into our beautiful listening audience uh, uh, free of charge uh, because we love you and in fact we will continue going for years and years free of charge as well however we are noticing in the podcast world that audience members seem to appreciate do you know supporting people like us bringing podcasts like this to their earbuds um, you know for as low as a dollar an episode um, Anything that you can, as a listener, as a fan or a supporter of uh, of Boiling Point, anything that you can do to, to help really does help us get microphone stands that don't fall over and have cables that don't buzz. <laughs> and, in fact, we've got so many people behind these doors helping us right now. We've got Ethan, who's rocking the soundboard. We've, <laughs> we've got uh, uh, Dylan. I don't know what he's doing, but he's doing something awesome. Uh, we've got Don. We've got Gary. John. We've got a whole bunch of people. Kim. Kim, Kim, who's actually uh, checking us out on Facebook Live, all these people supporting us to make the boiling point out of a what, what's the love thing called? Uh, out of a, a passion a passion project. project. But we want to start legitimizing this and start paying the good people that are helping us. This. So anyway, go to Patreon.com and look up the Boiling Point podcast, and then you can find a place and you can pick up a Patreon, and you only have to pay. If we release an episode, so yeah, it's, it's and I think there's a couple ways to do it. You can also do a monthly donation. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and and you can stop at any time. So there's an opportunity for folks. I think we've that's our pitch. And I think we're gonna be pitching that a lot in the next coming episodes. Okay. Yeah. Bam. And lots of other things to talk about. Hockey, a whole bunch of different technology. things. Technology. Okay. Fixing, fixing, uh, uh, technology. Fixing. All right, Dave. Buzzing headphones. I'll see you next week. we got something really excited coming in next week in person in studio. Yes. His name is Kelly, and this or, guy, or we call him Doctor. Van Busker. Dr. Van Busker. He is the punk rocker of the lawyer scene. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Talk to you later. See ya. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, Visit HemmingsHouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling.
looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness? Then check out the Natural Man podcast. Join me, host Mike C., as we explore all areas of human wellness, physical, mental, and emotional. Learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.